Live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode four, the show that has way too many fall pictures on their phone. I know, right? This, this, this is the best one I can come up with. I'm like, oh, it's so many fall colors. I'm like, yeah, that's 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 appropriate. Uh, each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, obviously, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the chick that has a complete klutz, and I'm joined by the dude who dances better than me, Jen. Yeah, I don't dance that good. Yes, you do. It was only 10 seconds. You didn't do <laughs> so in case you missed on Twitter, Jim was dancing in his kitchen to Never Ending Story because they watched the ending of uh, Stranger Things 3 it plays then. And at first he didn't know he was re- she was recording. And so he just danced away, you know, mouth the words and everything. And, and then he, you could see that moment where he noticed she was recording and just kept dancing. It was great. Yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> it was it was fun. You should go watch it on Twitter. It, I, I laughed. I shared it. it on our Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. Oh, you want to go see it. <laughs> so, many. <laughs> so many. So many. Oh, my gosh. So what have you been up to? Dancing in the kitchen. Pretty much. That's what I've been up to. Apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we are recording this on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what that means. It's pre-patch. pre-patch. Well, let's just say I am very happy. I'm very happy because now I'm not going to be the kind of person that talks about, you know, uh, you know, re- representing me in game. You know what I mean? Like inclusion and diversity. Because yeah. right, right. I'm, I'm a white dude. So I've always been there. Yeah. Um, but when I saw my character as a wild hammer, I'm just, this just felt saying. good. It felt, felt good. Yeah. Yeah. It felt right. Let's just, let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Something was correct. Is all I'm going to say. It just seemed. I get it. I get it. It just seemed good. Um, I, I got a little taste of that when, when, you know, I was doing the walking and talking with Jared. Right. You were looking really good in that, by the way. It was, it was beautiful. So I kind of recreated that like game it. now. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is the true gin, yeah, gin can or, or gin can. That that's now gin can actually he can fly. You know he can finally fly because he's wild hammer. <laughs> that's right. That's correct. <laughs> but I mean, if I really think about it, I haven't really been up to anything else. I just you know enjoyed. I was enjoying a little bit of the pre patch today. Look at all. It's just looking at the gloriousness of all my broken add ons, and then. I was yeah. like, you know what? I I did what I wanted to do, which is fix my appearance, <laughs> which I'm sure literally everyone did the exact same thing because the barbershop and storm wind was pretty full. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, a, it was. It's not that there's a line because luckily everyone disappears around you uh, when you're you do. So it was fine. Uh, so even if it's packed, go go right in. It's fine. 
<laughs> you don't have to wait. And yeah, it was, it was fabulous. <laughs> I freaking loved it. Like it's, it's I don't know. It, I think it's it, as much as people give Warlords of Draenor a bad rap, there was something magical about logging into that pre-patch on Warlords and your character looking good finally. Because I don't know if yeah. you remember, that's when they up the, the character models. Yeah, that was a big difference there. I, I, was, I, I was like, oh my God, look at my dwarf. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just taking time to just take it all in and appreciate it because it was just glorious. Yeah, so for pre-patches, I like this one. I don't know what the event's going to be like because it's not there yet, but, you know, we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. So, what have you been up to? What have you been, week been like? I got a little bit of game time. I logged in at one point because I have a lot of little things I want to do before Shadowlands. You know, various items in my bags that are for combining to make pets or collect some of these to make this thing happen. And just a lot of loose ends. So I'm like, I'm going to take care of some of these. But so the one I picked was an item for Disman Priest's Legion artifact. Like I have to collect 12 books for this artifact. I think it's for one of the colors or something. But the books are kind of random spawns in various locations. And you have to, you know, hope that the spawn timer is up and that kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll fly around a bit. That's fine. Location one, no book. Location two, no book. Location three, no book. Okay, screw this. I'm going to go do something else. So I think I ran... What did I do? I did some pet battles because remember back in Legion, you had the little little bird dino pet thingies. You have to like do quests with them and you can make them into a mount. Sounds familiar. I think that's maybe how I got a raptor or something. No feather hatchling and there's, there's three of them. So I never actually finished all those. Like I'm, I'm getting to it though. I'm at the point where I have to do three pet battles with them hmm. and three of like the world quest pet battles. And so I went around looking for Legion pet battles, except I'm not great pet battling. I like to collect them, but I don't battle enough. <laughs> so that was a little rough. I did some mount runs. I, I didn't get any mounts. I even ran ICC during your recording last night, hoping that maybe you talking about Arthas would give me. No, no, it didn't, didn't give me the. Yeah, no. he even raised a so invincible in that episode. I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm feeling it. And I'm, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I did things, but also I didn't do things. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. When you were mentioning this stuff in Legion, I, I think there was a bunch of stuff in Legion that I missed. So when you were running around looking for the books, was that in the Legion Dalaran or the old Dalaran? Legion. I see. I did that in the old Dalaran to get like the some mana elemental thing way back in the day. I didn't right. even know that was a thing in the Legion. See, there's so much stuff in Legion. I, I can't well, this, this, this was for Discolid. I could talk. Discipline priests. I'm not even drinking tonight. Oh. Lord. Was, was, um, it a, was it like one of those? It's for the Legion artifacts. Oh, special. Oh, it's a special appearance. Yeah, it's special. It's a special. It's a special appearance. Oh, see, um, yeah, which I, that's apparently I'm not getting any time. Anytime soon, my, so. my special appearance was I like had to just find an item or something like that. So, that yeah, cool. yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Did things, but didn't do things. I had every intention of locking in before we got on tonight. But then the Bellnet launcher was giving me issues with my update and I had to restart my computer. So I'm like, well, uh, I guess not. So I'm going to go downstairs <laughs> and make my drink, which then I had club soda explode everywhere. So. Uh, it's a good thing that I didn't worry about my appearance. <laughs> so, well, yeah, the whole thing about me being a klutz, yeah, that's that's a thing. 
Um, yeah. So uh, after after we record, though, probably I'm going to do tonight before I work on my show notes is I'm going to log on and do my appearance. I actually logged my Worgen out at a barbershop in one of the dollar ends. I forget if it was old or new. I went everywhere. I actually had to go to the barbershop. I was like, why didn't I? I was ready. I'm like, I took my before screenshot, like with clothes and without clothes. And then I'm going to the barbershop because I've decided she's been my main for a while. She's seen some shit and she's done some shit. It's time for her to to look like it. Like she's going to get some grays, maybe a scar. I haven't fully decided yet, but it's time. It's time to age her a little bit. She's yeah, she's done stuff, man. My Just my dwarf things. is a he's got the grays. He's got he, the grays. I normally went with the black kind of black, which is like the streak. Yeah, it's, it's it's now a little like a like a almost like a frosty look. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. <laughs> it's not like the Santa. It's not like the Santa Claus. But it's a pretty light gray. Because yeah, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing because I got this whole weird, you know, I guess you call it a head cannon for for my little dwarf, and let's just say. Yeah, when he when he beat up Arthas, he got messed up because that was that was messed up, man. And now he's gonna go into Shaolin. Yeah. It's gonna mess him up even more. It's gonna get even worse PTSD. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be- like my other tunes, I'll I'll do their appearances, just whatever looks cool. But for her and probably my rogue, they're the only ones I actually have a little bit of headcanon for. So those are the ones I'm gonna really put some effort into. But the rest of them are just gonna be, you know, whatever looks cool. Yeah. That's I'm excited. I, it's the same thing with Literally all my other alts. <laughs> right. Whatever looks cool. Because that's the only one. My warrior. It's the only one I care about. Exactly. exactly. Well, Paladin's pretty funny because he's Jin can't. <laughs> so you have to make him look like he can't. I don't know what that looks like, but. I don't either. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a funny name. <laughs> it is. It's it's perfect. You got Jin can, Jin can't. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then. You should have one that's called like that your middle ground. It's like maybe Jin. <laughs> Something I, 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 I thought of many of those. Where there was one where I thought like Jin did, Jin will, Jin could, <laughs> Jin might. <laughs> Jin will. I like that one. Jin. See, Jin might could be kind of awesome though. Jin like should've. mighty might. <laughs> Jin shoulda. <laughs> you need Jin, a, Jin shoulda. Jin, Jin coulda. Jin woulda. <laughs> shoulda coulda woulda. Yeah. Yeah, and then everyone else just started to come up with cooler names like. Uh, genocide was like my 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 death night and then there was <laughs> and then my favorite fixing was, your lame names <laughs> then my favorite was uh the monk uh ginseng <laughs> <laughs> nice i like Where it it's like eh, it's, good. it's almost a it's almost a real thing <laughs> right all right well speaking of things that are real but almost not real um do you want to tell the lovely people what we're drinking tonight well since I am, you know, forcing upon uh, Allie, not really. I told her she could totally throw some vodka in there if she wanted to, but she didn't. Uh, it is a Moscow Mule mocktail. So you know how uh, Allie mentioned that club soda exploded all over her kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you replace the vodka with club soda. That's basically the difference. So, yeah. And I think it is very good. And I'm a little sad I didn't put uh, the, little, the little mint garnish in it. Yesterday, because it, it, it does, it does give it a little oomph. It's good. I think it's the, the uh, mint. Yeah, I think you got I think, a little lime too. I think it's almost the like, uh, I don't know, just the smell of the mint adds something to it. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's why they, it does. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, oh, this, it adds something to it. 
I mean, smell is part of the taste, so it's, yeah. you know. Now it actually makes, makes sense. sense. Now I see yeah. why they throw yeah. stuff on the top that you right. don't actually drink. <laughs> this actually <laughs> it, makes it sense now. something, though. Yeah. I think it does. I'm not, I'm not I didn't do vodka because I'm, I'm, I'm supporting you. Supporting I'm me drinking tomorrow my... night, though, so you're on your own there, but. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm waiting until um, November 3rd for reasons. <laughs> I'll definitely drink to you that night, too, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Moscow mules, I'm not the, the, the biggest fan of, like, I won't actively seek after them, but if I am handed one, then I will happily drink it and love it. It's, it's not, it's not bad. I think, like I was telling you in pre-show, like, I think I used a little bit too much ginger beer because I think I it had a little too, too much ice and too much ginger beer. So by the time I got, I got to the club soda after I cleaned up the explosion, um, I had to have a whole <laughs> to the club soda and then lemon and lime. And so, but it's not bad. It's not like I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's nice, Good. refreshing, not soda, soda, solely soda. Though. Not soda, soda. I mean, ginger yeah. beer, it's basically soda. And then you got club soda. You just mix two sodas together. It's like, uh, it's like doing a suicide as a kid, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like know. the weird combination of orange and seven up. Yeah. It was pretty tasty. That's, weird. that's kind of normal to me. Yeah. Yeah. So shall we, shall we get to our main topic? Yeah, I think I have a button for that. Yeah, I do. I totally do. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? <laughs> well, today we're talking about a, you're laughing at the bumper. Um, it's funny. <laughs> it is. It's good. So we're going to talk about the Shadowlands Collector's Edition art book. Yes. Because... I'm really excited about this art book and I'm hoping to get the collector's edition for Christmas from my husband. He is well aware that that is what I want. And part of it is for this art book. And I thought it was just going to be beautiful art because the art in this game is beautiful. Like in all the Chronicles books, amazing. And I'm like, cool, I get art. What I didn't know is we were also going to get lore. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, yeah. Yeah, yeah some, mean, lore, some, some deep, deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, stuff that I, wow, there's some big stuff in here. I was not expecting. So we decided to talk about that today. That's we right. are going to be, obviously, neither, neither of us have it, right? You don't have it, right? Of course not. I'm not cool. Okay. I'm, only, <laughs> I'm not cool well, I mean, you in that ordered, You could have ordered it. Well, that's true, but it, I don't have any of the collector's editions. Yeah, I don't either. This is the I'm not either. Like, this is the first one that I've been like, oh, my God, I need it. So, yeah, I, 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 I so if I were to collect anything, here, I'll move out of the way. I collect books. <laughs> <laughs> you do, which is great. I like I like I like <laughs> books. So uh, if I could just buy the book, the just just the book and not the box, I'd totally be all over that. I'd totally buy the book. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll hit up eBay and pay absorbent fees, but mm, maybe one day. Are they selling the book? To- There's something in my memory that's telling me that they are selling it separately, but that could be wrong. So maybe ignore me. I don't know. I'll look into it because now I want it. Cause right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dang you, yeah. Ian. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sp- speaking of Ian um, and not Hasekostas, we are going to be mostly looking at an article from Ian Bates, Red Shirt Guy. And I also pulled up the Waha article for these notes as well because they gave some snippets that Ian's article didn't. So I kind of used both of them to make this. Yes. There's um, lots of lore bits in this book and we're going to talk about it. 
But because there are some lore revelations and some big things happening, we're just going to throw a spoiler warning. Just if you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to wait. Yeah, just remember, everybody. Here, here's your warning. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, earmuffs, earmuffs, everybody. <laughs> you have been told. Yeah. So this art book is divided into six chapters. It includes Orbos, Bastion, Mount Draxus, Ardenweald, Revendreth, and the Maw. It seems like each chapter is written from the perspective of a denizen of that realm. And it also includes a Bolvar framing device, wherein they included a quote from Bolvar in the beginning and one at the end, which is very interesting. So we're also going to do that. We're also going to do that here because the ending quote is very fitting for the well ending. But for now, it opens with Bolvar saying, death was not the end I believed it to be. No rest or joyous reunions in the light awaited me. What I witnessed challenged all I knew. With my final breath, I saw impossible places. Worlds within worlds brimming with beings that defied description. It wasn't until the helm of domination was placed upon my head that I understood the truth I had seen. Death is not the end, but a beginning. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Um, this quote was, I, th- I don't think there's any super amazing, crazy revelations because I think Bolvar just totally sets up like, hey, I was a paladin and we thought one way. And just so you know, we were wrong. (laughs) Right. It's it's not this binary choice. No, it's the endlessness of the Shadowlands because it's a lot. And uh, that's kind of what my take on it was, was this is something crazy. So, yeah, that is... Because, uh, yeah, what, what he said is it, death is not an end, but a beginning. And I like the way that he I like the way that that sentence is framed, because a lot of times real real world and, and in end games is they like to say, but the beginning. But it's like, no, come on now. The stuff that you did in life wasn't like pointless. So it's just a it's almost like just a different just a different existence, a lot like Draka. Uh, you know, right? Yeah, Draca was very much this one way, and then in death, she was still Draca, as you can see in the video, but totally different, like you know, outlook on life almost. It was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, an, it was a new beginning, and it's it's definitely interesting because you would think when when you die, that's it or whatever, and there, there's various you know thoughts of what happened you know, when when we human beings die. And in games, you know, usually you just think you, you, you die, that's it. And yeah, maybe you wander in the Shadowlands and whatever, but I don't think any of us had an idea of Shadowlands and everything involving the purpose and all these different activities and reasons that you're there and you're part of a process and like and I never would have predicted all of that. So Yeah, it's yeah. It's a very interesting uh mythology i guess you could you could say um yeah. or the in-game like it's it's super crazy it's it's not a, i don't know it's a it's unique there you go that's the way i'll put it i, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played another game <laughs> with a uh, a similar afterlife so yeah right it's, it's so getting into yes um getting into orobos this chapter basically gives us a glimpse of why and how 
the Arbiter judges. You know, the Arbiter is the one that, you know, once you show up to the Shadowlands, they decide where you go. And we, we can look up some of the, the, the why or the how. So it says, by every joy and sorrow, the Arbiter judges all mortal souls and sets them on their intended path. Without her guidance, those souls would be forever lost within the infinite realms of the Shadowlands. So by every joy and sorrow, which I thought that was that was interesting way to sum up how she does her judges. So I, it makes it sound like she really does take into effect everything that happens in your life, the good, the bad that you're involved in. And yeah, I don't know. I just that that that, that phrasing was interesting to me. Yeah. And I think the, the arbiter is when it says that it's judging based on every joy and sorrow, it seems like there's. Maybe some type of, I don't know, judging or whatever that, um, you know, the Arbiter does that you or I probably wouldn't think like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, because this is something that was brought up and, you know, we're already in spoiler territory, so it's fine. Um, you know, this was brought up in a patron name. <laughs> it just dawned on me that I was like, this is super weird. Um, yeah, why is Kel'Thuzad in Maldraxxus? And not like in Revendrath. Dude, dude's not good. <laughs> he's, he's not a good guy. And, I mean, for all we know, maybe, I mean, if this was before the machine of death broke and before, you know, Daddy D went super <laughs> greedy, hungry for Anima, maybe he did go to Revendrath and atone for his sins and then got sent to Maldraxxus. Possible. I mean, I'm, yeah. Where other like skeleton things go. Since he's a lich now. Yeah, I just thought thought that was really interesting. So it's like, if you're basing this on, you know, it weighs you on every joy and sorrow. Yeah. And and going back to kind of like the Bastion short, like this, it does kind of lead you to believe, like, how would the Arbiter have actually weighed Arthas? Right. Because it's like, I don't know, because, you know. Man, there's another show I do where I'm getting really deep into the Arthas storyline right now. And I love it. I'm there's so a part glad. of him where it was just like, and now Arthas ain't there anymore. He's yeah. His free will is gone. So how do you judge someone on that? But at the same time, I mean, considering what we know now about the Heaven Domination, given later in the episode we'll talk about, <laughs> maybe the Arbiter is grateful for what Arthas did. Yeah, and maybe. maybe it would give him a chance to atone. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, there is the quote from uh, Uther in the Halls of Reflection that you did not that long ago. Yeah. Uther basically said, it may actually be the shred of Arthas's humanity that's actually holding the scourge back. So yeah, may- maybe the Arbiter would have been like, good job, buddy. You made some <laughs> bad choices in your life, but who doesn't? <laughs> but you know what? In the end, you, d- you did <laughs> you all did right. You did your job. <laughs> you did all right. We're going to put a better one in your place. A Bolvar, he's a good dude. <laughs> So, <laughs> which but, I mean, that's that's definitely. I mean, we'll we'll get to some a little bit. Like it's it's a new look at how to judge Arthas that I hadn't considered until tonight, actually. So oh, yeah. this is so good. And so this also mentions without her guidance, those souls would be forever lost in the infinite realms of the Shadowlands. So once again, we're reminded that what we're seeing in the Sixth Mansion is just a glimpse. There are infinite realms. We're only seeing a few of them. Yeah. Just go look at the skybox. It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's It's so good. It's the best skybox in the game. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love it so much. It's ridiculous. All right. So moving on. 
the Bastion chapter didn't actually have a lot of info, which I found surprising and honestly disappointing. But it also makes me wonder if there was a specific reason as to why. I don't know. Maybe there's a major lore bomb in there. He didn't want to give away. <laughs> That's my guess because there leaks happen all the time. Right. And so there, there has been a few things I've been holding close to the chest in terms of what Cinemax are putting into beta and other things like that. So this chapter really, okay. Redshirt guy didn't even think it was worthy to even really talk about. He's, he straight up skipped it. The Wowhead article shares that it, it talks a bit about the stewards, you know, the, the Swolkins. Oh, and, yeah. Yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Those how guys. their success and their duties ensures others and theirs. So, I mean, they, they serve. Um, one of them can be your soul bind if you go to Kyrian's. Oh, but that's adorable. They are. I, I do like them. They're actually pretty cool. And then one of your covenant things, they have one, one like hang out with you and stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like a little like R2-D2 butler. <laughs> <laughs> but he's swole. <laughs> well, R2-D2 is pretty swole, too. He's yeah, got, that's true. I'll give you that. He's, got he's little, badass. He's got little stubby legs is all. Yeah, he's, he's real I'm stocky. actually wearing an R2-D2. You can't see it, but it's an R2-D2 shirt. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> With Star Wars scenes inside it. Yeah. Um, so anything else about the Bastion one or you just keep keep going? Let's keep going. Okay. Good. Cause this one. Ooh. Yeah, this so is next why up I is Maldraxis. Yes. <laughs> Jen's very excited to talk, talk about this one. So in the Maldraxis one, we get just a little more info on the first ones, but it's a kind of a a bit of a lore bomb. <laughs> so it says the first ones the first ones who shaped the cosmos knew they needed to protect the Shadowlands from external threats and beyond. Maldraxxus was their answer. Yep. So the first one shaped the cosmos. Yeah. They made Maldraxxus. Mm, yeah. That, I, see, I don't know. Maybe, is that contradictory to some of the things that we, we've heard? Is that, because we thought it was the eternal ones, which are not the first ones, that shaped right. and created the, the different realms of the Shadowlands. So the Archon, apparently not Maldraxxus. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But I think that the, the thing for me is the first ones. Okay. The first one. So we're going to go back to the beginning and you got the light in the void. Da, 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 da. It explodes. Big bang. You understand. And then you get the first ones in there somehow. And here is my two main takeaways is, okay, I get it. They shaped the cosmos. Eventually it led to Titans because there's a, there's an untold amount of time between the light and the void coming together and then you're getting Titans. But if you read Chronicle volume one, it's light and the void Titans, like very next. Right. Sentence. Yeah. The first one's is not even in there. Right. Now the next thing for me, which leads me to all sorts of crazy, wacky speculation and not really knowing what's going on is, okay. So we spent battle for Azeroth walking around with the heart of Azeroth, you know, just sucking all that, that good Azerite juice in. So whether you like the system or not, I don't care. I'm talking lore here, everybody. Lore. <laughs> so Just sucking things in, that's fine. Yep, just going to leave that there. <laughs> just going to put it there. Just going to put it down. I'm just going to leave it. It's fine. Yep, leave it. It's fine. Move on. So the little intro where you do, 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 do. You jump in and you go to the mall and you help out Jaina. You help out Thrall, blah, blah, blah. Well, it ends with Jailer saying, oh, look at that. The little Waygate reacts to you just like the first ones. So is there a connection between 
Azeroth and possibly the first one. Because, I mean, there's something there with Azeroth because that that world soul is the the most powerful, potent of all the world souls. Blah, you know, you, you everyone and their mom is trying to control it and conquer it. Yeah, I mean, according to what some other stuff, I mean, I, what is it? La- last episode, we kept going, what the heck is the jailer's main goal? Well, right. apparently, through some other information, the the goal of the jailer is that they want to devour the world soul of Azeroth. Okay, that's a, it's a large power source, I understand. It seems everyone, in the, like you said, everyone and your mom wants it. Because, yeah, so... Azeroth is got the same is on the same power level, I guess, as a first one. Is that what we're saying? Because I, mean, I guess it makes sense because of someone who is completely imbued with the power of Azeroth, you know, because, you know, we get it. Heart of Azeroth. See, right. I, my character has it. You don't just say no. That's that's my immersion right there. Oh, OK. <laughs> that's, that's how the immersion works for me in my head. <laughs> you, you go around for that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one in the heart chamber. I don't know what you're all doing here. <laughs> <laughs> we're all there to watch you jen that's right and, okay. and you use your hard riser you're okay? all a bunch of cheerleaders for me i understand okay that makes sense <laughs> the best cheerleaders mm-hmm. okay so they never understood <laughs> i never understood that he kept calling me champion we gotta heal the wounds <laughs> and i'm like but who are these guys <laughs> he's like that's your entourage don't worry everyone everyone needs an entourage it's fine yeah entourage <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So and like you said, the the first ones are not the eternal ones, which it's good to know, because in my mind, when I first heard eternal ones, I thought the first ones and eternal ones would be interchangeable names for the same group of people. Apparently it's not. However, eternal ones and the pantheon of death are apparently one and the same. And that is the leaders of each of the realms. So you got the winter queen, you've got. the Archon, whoever yep. is leading Maldraxxus, the Primus. The which Primus, yeah. Apparently the Primus is gone, and there's a there's a theory out there that the Primus is actually the Reaver and, and Torghast, the one you go to to make legendaries. Hmm. And he's I just been, like, twisted beyond recognition. There, there's, there's a whole, like, rumor theory going on with that. I but, don't know. Um, anyways, yeah, so th- those are the, the eternal ones. But, um, so that, that makes me wonder, I want to know what you think about this. If the first one shaped the cosmos, you know, the universe, did they create the Titans? I'm going to have to say yes, they did, because that's what I would think. So if you get the, the first ones, they and, and I think this goes back to an interview that I think inter, uh, Ian, um, not Bates, Hazakostas, uh, <laughs> did with I don't know who. But they were talking about how when it comes to the cosmology chart, they're going to be zooming out the focus. As in, like, the six seats, you know, kind of like we were talking about last right. week with the Dreadlords. Okay. So if you're going to be talking about, you know, the, you know, the, the realm of order and chaos, light, void, life, death, and this expansion just happens to be primarily life, death, but you're also talking about, you know, setting up the future, most likely, you know, discussion of, you know, the first ones and all that. It makes sense that you would set it because, I mean, for the longest times, we thought the Titans were the ones that kind of boop, 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 set it all up in order, which they did. They totally did. But no one ever answered the question of, well, what's up with these planets that have world souls in them? And is there any, right. and is there any power that 
put them into motion? And sounds to me like the answer is yes, there is. The first ones did, because it seems to me they're the ones that probably very similar to how the Pantheon of Death and blah, 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 the, the eternal ones, how they set up the realms of the Shadowlands. It seems to me that the first ones probably set up the realms of life, death, order, chaos. The cosmic you know, forces. Light. Yeah. Yeah. My guess is there's probably six first ones. That's that's what I don't know if I was the author. That's how I'd write it. And maybe the seventh is Azeroth. I don't know. Because <laughs> it seems to me that maybe. everyone wants Azeroth. I don't know. So this also brings up a question or a thought that you brought up in pre-show about why the first ones who shaped the cosmos knew they'd have to protect it from, protect the Shadowlands from external threats and beyond. So if they shaped the cosmos... Why Why should Shadowlands be threatened by things they created when they created the Shadowlands too? Yeah, and that's, like, there's two things there that I find very odd. Because if you look at the, if you look, but go back to the cosmology chart, open up your chronicle, everybody, follow along. It's in the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, open it up. Take a look at that. Shadowlands is right next to the realm of death. But it, yeah. you know what I mean? It's kind of like right there on the outskirts if we're really talking about it. Maybe that's just artistic license. I don't know. But <laughs> for me, it's like, okay, they created these Shadowlands for a place for mortal souls to go, I guess. So whatever. Um, but why did they suddenly know? They're like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. We need to protect this place. Like, that, that's my first question is. I mean, well, you set up this whole system. Why didn't you just set up the system so that it didn't need to be protected? (laughs) My only thought is maybe, maybe when they formed all these cosmic forces, they gave them the power of free will or something. Yeah, well, my my guess is they they probably don't have the problem of, well, these aren't, these aren't completely omnipotent, all powerful creatures. They're, they're just the first ones there. They have limits. So they did the best they could. And and then if that was the answer, I'd be like, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, no one ever said they're perfect. I was like, oh, okay. Got it. See, I keep I mean, taking, that's a good point. That's a good I keep point. taking real life and interjecting it into my <laughs> into the game. And that's where my mind goes, what? <laughs> so um yeah. So if it yeah, it makes sense that if if you say the first ones need to protect it uh, and i guess that is uh, that's the same question i've kind of been asking i mean i i think it's cool the idea of maldraxxus because my main is totally going to go there uh he's totally going to protect the shadowlands but that's but yeah but my question is what external threats and and why are they attacking the shadowlands because i'll i'll just take it back and say we kind of know what's attacking we're going to get into that in reverend jeff in a second here yeah, in a couple minutes <laughs> You know, the other cosmic forces are clearly messing with the, the Shadowlands. But yeah, it's called, yeah, why on earth are they attacking the Shadowlands? I don't know. There you go. But these are questions I have that I do not have answers for. And they're good questions. I definitely would like to know that. But for now, let's go to the Ardenwheel chapter because we learn a bit about the connection to the Emerald Dream. So Ardenwheel says that the, says that, Ardenweald and the Emerald Dream are opposite blooms connected to the same tree. 
if the dream is the personification of life in the waxing stage, Arnwield is life when it's waning. Is it just me? Or did those, or did those words always seem backwards to you? <laughs> I don't know why. Waxing, for me, never seemed like it was getting bigger. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's... I mean, waning seems, seems to me like it's getting smaller. Right. Waning makes sense, but I guess... But I, wax- I get it. I mean, waxing... I, I, I never really thought of it. It might just be you. I don't. It's probably just me. I'll just. Leave it be. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird word. I'm just going to put it there. I know what it means. Waxing, waning, like the the moon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I learned that in third grade. Everybody, relax. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Yay! I remember something. <laughs> so. So. This one I find intriguing. So I, I, I opened up my Chronicles Volume 1. I actually still have it right here on my desk. Woohoo! She's following along, everybody. <laughs> Woo! So the Emerald Dream. <laughs> he's a weird laughing. The Emerald Dream is supposed to be a blueprint of Azeroth created by Freya. So the quote in Chronicles Volume 1 I want to bring up says, Some believe that Freya wove the Emerald Dream into being from nothing. Others claim that this strange place had always existed in some form. A dream born from Azeroth's slumbering world soul. It is said that Freya tapped into this realm and molded what would become known as the Emerald Dream as a way to commune with the nascent titan. How do you say that? Nascent. 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 Yes. Nascent titan. I'm good with words. So did Freya create it? Did the first ones create it? Is this a retcon? Is this an unreliable narrator? Like what is going on? I think. This is a perfect example of the Emerald Dream is a lot more than we think it is. Because obviously we all we've all and I I did an episode where I explained as the Emerald Dream is nothing but a backup copy. And you got backups to backups to backups. You got, you know, you know right. your, your, layers your and first full copy, your redundant right. copies. And I think that's what Freya put in place. I think she did set that up, but she was using something that already existed. Now, my big question, now this is where, you know, big brain gin gets, gets going, is, okay, for the longest time, and it, it mentioned that right there. So some have speculated that it is something that has always been there and has been tied to the, spir- the spirit of Azeroth, right? Okay. Yep. And I am going to quickly point out and say, no, I don't think so. I think it is much larger than even that. Because, first of all, the Shadowlands, it's tied. The, 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 the freaking uh, uh, Ardenweald is tied to um, Emerald Dream. Right. And Ardenweald contains souls from other worlds, not just Azeroth. So that's, that's interesting to me where it's like, okay, why would you tie something that is connected to all worlds? To something that is tied to just one. You know right. what I mean? Where it's like, well, we have this other world. You know, that's the waxing stage. The Emerald Dream. Just one planet, though. You? No, you don't get to go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> well, and it kind of go back, goes back to the whole, you know, everyone and their mom's all about Azeroth. Yeah. But this also does make me wonder if it's one of the situations where this was written and, and formed you know, way back when in the lore and this game is, it's getting old. So maybe this is one of those things where 
they wrote it one way. And then at one point they're like, we're going to actually introduce more worlds than what we were originally planning. And so this, we're just going to pretend like we didn't say this or add more information. Like You can't pretend you didn't say nothing to this player base. Right. <laughs> they will bring it up and throw it in your face. Now, let me think about this. I think in the War 3 manual, I suggested that uh, he had met a particularly bad race that put him over the top. It might have been the Eridar at the time. Uh, and then when we were developing the Burning Crusade and I wanted to make the Draenei a new heroic race, it was necessary to kind of, you know, revamp that idea and have him had have him having corrupted them. Uh, and that went over like a fart in church, apparently. Is this another case where they wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner because they weren't originally planning on introducing different planets and different realms that would be attached to the Shadowlands and whatnot? Mm, I don't know. I I I go back and I'm gonna I'll I'll put on my tinfoil hat right there along with uh, Pyromancer and say the Chronicles because the the friggin' story and lore guy Steve Denuser he admitted it himself. The first two, for sure, and a little bit of the third, the Chronicle is written from the perspective of the Titans. Yeah, unreliable narrator, yeah. It's, yeah, they, they're giving you all the information that they have, um, except for the fact. And, and here's where it's funny. Well, I get, no, it makes sense that you could do this, is because the Titans very easily could have already pieced out and gone to another world or something like that. Because they're talking about, oh, Freya did this, Freya did that, where it's like, well, if it's from the perspective of the Titans, why don't you just say what Freya did? <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> or it's like, well, some say, well, why didn't you just, come on, man, you're Chronicle. Just, just tell us. Well, I suppose we'd, we'd miss minutes, minutes worth of content on this podcast if they did. <laughs> <laughs> Those are important minutes, Jen. It's true. Gosh. So important. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I think this whole the Ardenweald tying into the Emerald Dream, I think that is a one good example, not not the only example of where we know that the Emerald Dream is much more than it's we've probably been told in the past, like in a in a Richard Knack book and things like that right. back in the day. But yeah, I don't, I don't fault Richard Knack because he had very little to go from at the time, because when you think about it, he was doing a lot of world building. Tons of world building because all that, like, I don't, I think he invented the That's aspects. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain he invented the friggin' aspects. I, I, yeah, lots of stuff. Anyway, so the one thing that I was thinking about with this is, um, well, it was there a second ago. It'll come back, I swear. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just move on. It was just, if I think about it. I'll say it. Yeah, just to say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I definitely have been wanting to know more about Emerald Dream for quite a while. And so I'm, I'm happy to finally be getting some things. Oh, I remember And that. I think there's more to learn, such as what Jin is thinking right now in this moment. Um, I think a perfect example of how the Emerald Dream is a whole lot more than what we think is because everyone's like, oh, it's a backup copy. It's a backup copy. It's a backup copy. It's just, it's just Azeroth. That's all it is then why are things like Darlnir exist in the Emerald Dream and they don't exist on Azeroth? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the, I think, I think Dar, isn't Darlnir the, isn't that, I believe that's, that's either the, the mother tree 
or it's the, it, it's there's I think no Darlnir is the one where they made the the Worgen go sleepy sleepy right yeah that's the sleepy sleepy tree and then uh, I think the the mother world tree is, starts with a G. Ganir yeah Ganir yeah. yeah yeah so it's like yeah we got things like Teldrassil may it rest in peace uh, <laughs> and Nordrassil <Yep. laughs> um, that's uh they're world trees but they just tap into the Emerald Dream so it's like. This is clearly not the backup copy that we're thinking. I don't know. So that, that's where my mind goes. There's, there's a lot more in the Emerald Dream than we're led to believe. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, and even in Shadows Rising, Juan Somdi talks about having his own little pocket realm within Ardenweald. Yeah, the other side. But if they're, if they're connected, I, I just, I want to know things and I'm, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. This feels like a, Oh, you know, you know what, you know, the Shadowlands feels like, feels like a great episode of Sliders. Bring it back, oh, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> yes, I highly approve. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do the little wormy thing. And I know. The, it's fantastic. Well, that's what it makes me think of when you do the, the flight, the flight points now from like Orbos to your, yep. it, it looks a little bit like that. It just, you get more scenery around it, but that's the first time I went through. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. It made me think of sliders. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to Revendreth before we start talking about the sliders too much. Revendreth. There's some unreliable narrator stuff going on because like I said earlier, these were written from the denizens of the realms. So this first quote says the Ember Ward shall forever bear the scars of the light's unjust strike against a Venthyr. To even humor the idea that our beloved sire did anything to incur the light's wrath would be an act of sedition. Mm. So for those of you who don't know the Ember Ward, that's that area that we saw in the afterlife cinematic. It suggests that maybe so that with all the light and, you know, they pushed them in and burned them and everything. Okay. So this suggests that the light's attack on the realm was maybe actually provoked. And I think we have very good evidence in Revendreth of what that provoked attack may have been. What is now, it? I don't know this. Well, I don't know if you, you know this or not. They have a Naru locked up in Revendreth. <laughs> I did not know that yet. <laughs> I had not gone that far that. Oh, yeah, man. There oh, is, man. There is a Naru locked up in. Oh, I didn't I, know that. I don't know if it's in Castle Nathria, but I believe it is. Now, the question is. Is the capturing of a Naru retaliation for the attack or was the attack because they captured the Naru? It, you know, we don't know yet, but there's clearly a, a little bit of um, hurt feelings on probably both sides at this point. Well, what are they doing with a Naru? Draining it. Are, are they, is it one of their workhorses or work, workhorses? Workhorses <laughs> are are they are they again not drinking? And um, are they are they tapping it like? Now I haven't played a ton of beta. Like I'm I'm mostly just you know. Do you know have it? anima? I, I don't know. I don't, they're not. It's us mortals that have the anima. I don't know. It feels like us it, mortals that go to Shadowlands. It, it almost feels like a callback to freaking Burning Crusade with the like the Blood Knights and all that, where they were you know. They were tapping yeah, the Naru. That's definitely true. And they have like sand laying and stuff down there. Ooh. Yeah. But that's <gasps> what it felt like to me. It. Is they're like, hey everybody, this is the spooky goth blood elf area. If you like spooky goth blood elves, come on over here. 
Hey, remember that weird quest line where you had to drain the Naru if you wanted to be a Blood Elf Paladin way back in the day? Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> oh if my. If you're fine with that, let's, you know, get Do we in know there. the name of this Naru? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm sure someone does, but I, I only, I, I, I get my spoilers through third party. Like, it's not that I'm uh, adverse to spoilers, obviously. It's that I don't want to play through the content over and over. <laughs> it's my main aversion to, to beta. It's, I don't want to get burnt out. <laughs> I may have to go play beta and go rev and dress and see what's up. Yeah. Oh my. Wow. Okay. Well, that was a thing. So the, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about with that one? Or do you want to move on to the next quote? Well, I, I think that the main thing there is I just love, I just love this quote because it's like, oh my goodness. To even humor the idea that bloat's sire did anything <laughs> to incur the light's wrath. Daddy D is innocent, don't you know? I'm sure that I've, I've, I'm almost picturing the scribe that was like giving, giving him the stink yeah. eye when he's got a big old cup of anima. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> writing this down, going, this guy's an asshole. Act of sedition. <laughs> That's the way I kind of took that one. Well, when I, when I first read this, like I definitely heard it in that narrator's voice. Yes. So I'm assuming it's Denathrius's voice. So, or you know, something like that. Yeah, I just I heard it in his voice. I know it's like because it's talking about him, so it's obviously not him who wrote this. Well, I but mean, just, I, I heard it in his voice. I wouldn't put it past Sire Denathrius to talk about the mm. sire in third person. Yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> good point. Our beloved yeah. sire. That's you, dude. I am beloved. What do you? Th- yeah, yeah. What do you? <laughs> so this next quest is next quest. I'm really struggling tonight. This next quote <laughs> is learned humility was supposed to be the destiny of the souls entrusted to our care. I fear those archaic ways no longer have a place within Ravendreth. So that means there is no more atoning for sins through Ravendreth. They've abandoned the purpose. I'm assuming it's because of the anima drought or is it because daddy D is just fully embracing his power over everyone in the realm and is in league with the jailer doing the jailer's bidding and whatnot. Man, or both. They, need, they need, they need some uncle Iroh up in here, man. <laughs> I'm just saying he's yeah, this is, this is very odd. Yeah. If you don't understand the quote at one point, uncle Iroh says, Prince Zuko, pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote to shame. I, I think this quote is basically, hey, everybody, Rev Dreth, remember that little, little thing that we set up this whole realm for and why you guys keep sending us souls? Yeah, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 We're fine. <laughs> we like our old workhorses. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Gary is going to be here for a while. Okay. And we have no intention of sending him elsewhere. So that's, that's, that's my take on this quote. Is this like, nah, them's the old ways. This is right. now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. This, this feels very much like a, almost like a quote that would be like, hey, we're in league with the jailer now, so we don't do that crap anymore. <laughs> that's right. Basically. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you want to get into the lore bombs? Oh my gosh, yes. All right, lore bombs. The Ma chapter had the biggest lore bombs. Holy crap. So it is about the jailer. In the opening lines, it says, In the deepest depths of the Shadowlands, 
lies the inescapable maw. The souls imprisoned in this hopeless realm are the unforgiven and irredeemable. But even their crimes cannot compare to those of their jailer. And so, it was decreed that he would be condemned to the maw, where he would forever be its jailer. Souls damned to the maw suffer with an end. They are twisted until only a mere shade of their former glory remains. It is then that the tormented willing, um, I think it's willingly, serve their tormentor. What is known is rumor. And the rumor is a nightmare. His soldiers are the very worst the damned have to offer and are eternally loyal to the very hand that broke them. Okay. So what the crap did the jailer do to make him so unforgivable and irredeemable that he would be so condemned that he would be forced to be the jailer of the worst of the damned? Mm, I'll make my speculation. He wanted to eat the soul of Azeroth. (laughs) Because apparently that world is very important and I don't know why. (laughs) But desire versus acting on it. Well, maybe he was getting the plans going and he was like, he's got the straw in and everything. And he started like. I don't know. I mean, it it could it could very well involve Azeroth because you're right. Like everyone and their mom wants Azeroth. And as we know, which we'll talk about a little bit, like he has plans. But, I mean, how long ago did he start enacting those plans versus becoming the jailer of the mall? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Devos themselves said that uh, the evil was locked away long ago. And I'm assuming they're talking about the jailer in the mall. It's got to be the jailer, yeah. So that is just, you know, I I have no idea. Like, I'm just going to say, I have no clue what on earth the jailer could be up to, but whatever it is, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Like, yeah, it's, it's obviously real bad. Um, it's probably worse than what Illinda did to get locked up for 10,000 years. I'm just saying cause that was bad and all, but this seems way worse. <laughs> the souls in prison in this hopeless realm are the unforgiven and irredeemable. Yeah. Cause what would he have done? I yeah yeah so so this this quote right here I I just go I have no idea what this guy would have done and I believe there was another quote it is a line from the Primus once you track him down in the Maldrax's quest line and they were talking about how he was once their brother or something like that so he's basically on the same level as the Eternal ones so he's right. right there with the Winter Queen and all that and you're just like. Oh, and you also learn his name. It is, it is like Saval. So yeah. So yeah. Saval did some stuff or was trying to do some stuff that was, I don't know. It, it's almost like his actions are so awful that they had to lock him up in an inescapable maw because it was like going to unmake the entire universe or something crazy like that. Like where it's like, no, that's bad. <laughs> you can't do that, dude. So yeah, but in terms of like what actually that, that was, I, I got my one guess and it's probably wrong. <laughs> right. I also, this is just a little side note from playing Alpha and Beta and stuff. It says they are twisted. The, so the souls damned to the moss suffer with an end. They are twisted until only a mere shade of their former glory remains. Which is actually kind of cool because 
there are a lot of mobs in the mod that are shades. They're these like really cool looking greenish grayish shades. And so that's that's why they're shades. They were twisted until a mere shade of their former glory remains. I was like, oh, hey, look at that. I, yeah. just, I just thought that was neat. <laughs> I also like in here where it's basically talking about how this is very much the a jail run by the, you know, the inmates. Because, yeah, there's, there's no guards because the guard, the one guard supposedly is way worse than all the inmates. So, you know, it's kind of like, uh. It's kind of like in that movie, um, uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption, where the guard, where, you know, the warden yes. is probably just as bad, if not worse than many of the people in there. So, right. Yeah. So there you go. Real. He's a real bad dude. And he's worse than the dude who uh, in. Yeah, he's worse than the warden in uh, Shawshank. And that was not a guy. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so in the same chapter, there are some cool art designs for Sylvanas. And some moss-worn Kyrian. And it talks about her Valkyr. It says he, being the jailer, he would send those Valkyr to serve as her tethers to mortality. A pact needed to be made. Only then could she return beyond the veil. Only then will the Banshee Queen claim the crown of the false king. Well, we know what that last part is. That... That yeah, makes sense. Helma Domination. Yep, yep. Lich yep. King. Yeah. Got yep, all yep. that. Um, the first part, though, I'm just going to say I'm a little concerned about when I, ha- when I get to Edge of Night and I have to describe this with all this new information that we're getting now because it's like, well, here's <gasps> yeah. what Edge Knight says. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> Yeah, she went down there, saw darkness, got real spooky, Arthas is there, blah, blah, blah. That's not what happened. She had an entire conversation with the jailer guy who said, hey, I got some, I got some Valkyrie over here that can tether you to mortality so you can rip a hat off someone. You like that idea? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. The, the whole Edge Knight thing now, if you've read it, it's a great short story, but feels like there's some gaps in there now. Right. I have read it, but barely it's it's been it's been a bit I've slept since then. So I need to read it again. I think I mean, Jared on his YouTube page actually has an audio of it of him reading it. So I may have to go listen to that tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, but real quick summary. Yeah. It's she basically saw darkness and that's it. And then right. the, then the Valkyrie showed up. So like maybe and that's what i remember from it yeah maybe that is actually what happened and she didn't actually meet the jailer it was just she was having these conversations with the valkyr and then the valkyr were like off screen oh we work for the jailer and just so you know don't tell anybody especially not the player base to keep them in the dark because we haven't written about that guy yet <laughs> i don't i don't know um, or maybe they just decided to leave that conversation out of yeah. it so people wouldn't sit here and speculate for eons about. Yeah, I, I kind of want to like reread it again just to see if there's like anywhere where it would logically make sense. Like, right. That's where she talked to him. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. So an, another question that has come up with this is this quote came on the page where they were, were showing the art for Ma Sworn Kyrians. So there are a couple people wondering, are her Valkyr actually Mossworn Carrions? Or was that just coincidence that they were showing 
them on this page that they talked about this quote? I think it is a coincidence, but a, but well, no, so it's not a coincidence, but at the same time, I don't think they're moss worn Kyrian specifically. Right. Because as maybe I just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Blizzard's going to one of these days just go and update all their character models to match the moss worn Kyrian. So I don't know, maybe, or maybe, maybe they were moss worn Kyrian. The Archon found out about them. And basically kicked them to the maw. And then the jailer twisted them for his own uses and then sent them off to be a Sylvanas. Yeah, because for me, these Valkyr, uh, like, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Because ah. now I'm like thinking about the Valkyr that Odin learned how to create and things like that with Helia. Uh, she was the original Valkyr and all that stuff. So it's like, are they related in that sense? Are the Mosshorn Kyrian just like cousins, very close cousins to the to the to these Valkyr? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So in terms of speculation, I'm st- I'm still going to go with they're not Mosshorn Kyrian. I think they are true. They're just they are Valkyr created very similarly to the Valkyr that Odin created that Mwazala supposedly told him how. Right. Man, this all these people that we haven't even heard of are setting up so much crap. It's crazy. Muzala guy that's barely been in the game, but like like half a second uh, <laughs> until now. And yeah, and freaking Jailer. Wow. It's crazy stuff. Crazy talk. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. Oh, wait, it gets better. <laughs> yeah, it does. So Actually. her side of the deal that she made with the Jailer during during Edge of Night, apparently, was to obtain the Helm of Domination, like we talked about. There is a quote that says, The veil between the realms wanes. The Helm of Domination was crafted to be our way forward. Instead, the one seared by the flames of life uses it to keep us at bay. So basically, this means that everything she's done since Edge of Night was to make her powerful enough to defeat Bolvar and get the helm because yeah. Bolvar being seared with the flames of life from Alex Ross and everything and being Bolvar himself was able to resist the jailer's influence because apparently he was trying to use his influence through the helm of domination. Arthas had enough of his humanity, you know, we talked about earlier, that he was able to control the scourge. And Nerazul, well, he spent most of his time just trying to get out of the Legion's control. Sylvanas was the Jailer's next plan, since Arthas failed, Nerazul failed, and Bolvar failed to be what he wanted them to be. That's why there must always be a Lich King to hold back the Jailer. Yeah, because, yeah, this is the thing that that made me kind of go, okay, that's weird, because it. Like it says, the Helm Domination was crafted to be our way forward. So it's like, this, this, is our, this is our in. We created this. We handed it off to the, the, the Dreadlords. The Dreadlords handed it off to, you know, the Burning Legion, killed Jaden. They got Ner'zhul in there. Ner'zhul got Arthas to put the hat on. Things were going swimmingly. Apparently, maybe some of Arthas's humanity was just strong enough to hold it back. Yeah. Because... This all this kind of crazy crap uh, actually takes me back to the very end of 
the cutscene at Wrath of the Lich King because Arthas's line really does sound like someone who has been trying real hard and it almost like had just woken up from a nightmare where he says, Father, is it over? Yeah. And then because there was there was a certain desperation in his voice. Yeah. For for it to be over. And yeah. And then that just leads if if there's if, if what I'm saying is true, which I don't know, I'm just going with the fun speculation because it's fun. Um, so if that's true, that he actually was doing his damnedest to prevent the jailer from coming through. And then, you know, Bolvar, you know, took up that role and did the same thing of the one seared by the flames of life. Um, you gotta wonder, would the Arbiter have sent him to the mall? Would, would the, would they have? I don't think so. That's why I was saying that earlier. Like, I just, I don't. If this is actually what happened, like, I don't think Arbiter would have sent him to the Maw. Like, maybe Revendroth, because he wasn't, you know, sure. he did some stuff. You know, the Arbiter judges by, you know, all the joys and all the sorrows. So Revendroth, sure, to atone for the sins and then move on to it's, Maldraxxus or whatever. At but that like, point, though, what's, what's really funny is, sure, we can all blame Uther. Uther, you idiot. Why did you do this? You're playing into the Jailer's hands. But at the same time, if the Arbiter was like, we're going to say to you Revendreth, he had some stuff to atone to. Well, Denathrius is in league with the Jailer, so he would have been like, oh, yeah. Arbiter screwed up. You were sending you to the Maw. Because <laughs> in reality, the Jailer probably wanted this dude. <laughs> Cause- probably, because the Jailer's probably not too pleased with him. Like, I, I imagine that when we see Arthas, he's probably getting tortured and twisted by the Jailer. And the Jailer is probably having a grand old time exacting his revenge. For Arthas stopping him from breaking through to Azeroth to do what, whatever, like what, what, does, what, what does he want with Azeroth? What is going on? I don't know. I'm still going to gobble up the world soul for reasons unbeknownst <laughs> to me. That's that's what I have gathered so far. So that's some crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so just as a it's a fun side note. We can keep going, and I'll just say, just as further proof to lead down the path of the Jailer is the true master of the Helm of Domination, is uh, what Bolvar said. So we can uh, cue up a little voice line right here, because, yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. When the Helm rested upon my head, it took all my will to keep its insidious power in check. Many times, I nearly faltered. I could sense a dark presence at the edge of my consciousness. Not Arthas, not Nezul. Something else. It is that very presence I sense lurking beyond the shattered sky above. Yeah, so... Holy crap. He was holding whatever that presence was. We know it's the Jailer. <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, it's just further proof that the Jailer is, this This was like, it's, you know, I don't know, ace in the hole or something like, this is going to be the way forward. Bolvar screwed it up. He had to get Sylvanas to get in there. And then this this goes back to a, a conversation that uh, the one and only Shoe Boots had with uh, Christy Golden, because I'm just, you know, there, there was no spoiler given, but it was very funny that he just said, I hope that 
the story of Sylvanas isn't just, if she's evil now, she's working with a jailer, blah, 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 right? Uh, and she basically said, don't give up on her. That's it. That, that's all that was given. So it leads me to believe because, I mean, she did have a very dramatic line in the cinematic that was just watchable today when you launched the game. So, yay! <laughs> she said, this world is a prison. And I will set us all free. Well, you just shattered the way for the jailer to possibly come through and you're setting us free. What are you doing? I don't know. So we kind of get at least a tiny little idea of the jailer's end game of he wants Azeroth for reasons. So anyway, we know what he wants. We just don't know why he wants it. Okay, there you go. Now, I guess the question that I have is, is Sylvan is that is that Sylvanas just like, okay, she's twirly, she's evil, she's working with the jailer. Or is she pulling some double agent like a dreadlord crap? <laughs> I mean, I had my theory last episode. <laughs> That's of, true. You know, she found out what the jailer's up to. She found out about this cosmic war. And she basically is doing what she feels like she has to do to bring us all together to fight for ourselves and, and Azeroth or or something. Or something. <laughs> double double agent-y, you know, like you were saying, maybe I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> then yeah, no i i honestly i honestly think that the blizzard writing staff would like something more for the character of sylvanas than just come evil now fly around as a witch well, kind of thing yeah like i i think this whole time i mean she's been doing yeah, all these horrible things but knowing sylvanas and how much thought she puts into her actions it just, to me, it suggests that there, there has to be more to it. And I think there is some kind of something because she found out all these things about what the jailer is planning and the forces of death and everything. So just some, I, something. <laughs> yes, something. something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be our answer from now on when we don't know. Something. Something. <laughs> something. Something. What is the jailer's end goal? Something. <laughs> something. Something. Not wrong. Maybe a title of the show there. Something. <laughs> something, something dark side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have nothing else to add there, I think I'm going to read our last little quote here. I got nothing else to add there, but it's very much a it's a, it's a head scratcher. I can't wait to find out more. Put it that way. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so many things. So to wrap up the art book as the, you know, Bolvar framing device, the last quote is from Bolvar. And it says, now you have seen, as I have, sights never meant for living eyes. But this knowledge will not save you. Nothing can stop what Savannah set into motion. Rending the veil was just the beginning. Beyond the ruined sky awaits an evil older than reality itself. The jailer has been amassing power within his maw, and soon his patience shall be rewarded. Everything we sacrifice to save Azeroth has been in vain. The only key to saving our world lies within the realm of death. Suffer well. Thanks, I, I just blew a hole, a big hole in one of my theories there. <laughs> where, Do tell. Oh, the hole where it's like, what, what on earth could the jailer have done? to um, 
to deserve being put in there. And my my silly thing is like, oh, he wanted to eat Azeroth, blah. Um, this evil is older than reality itself. So eh, I don't think that's what he did. <laughs> so he probably did something different. That's that's what I'm saying. But wow. Did he find a way to destroy the first ones? Is that why we've never really heard about them before? Maybe. Maybe that's why Elune is so elusive. <laughs> She's scared. <laughs> She's scared. <laughs> scared of the jailer. Her brothers and sisters are dead. Well, and there's something interesting with this, too. It says, beyond the ruined sky awaits an evil older than reality itself. So if you look at the Cosmo map, reality is that one little circle right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. So... This suggests that maybe reality was like the last thing added in to the cosmic forces or cosmic everything that the first ones did. Yeah, it feels like they built on the out and then then went went went, further in. Went further in, yes. (laughs) Yeah, with the weird exception of like the Firelands and stuff like that, but that's different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was that, that, you know. Older than reality itself is is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, and plus he says suffer well, which is a line that the Forsaken say, like the NPCs say, like well, when that you was a Death Knight thing. Or maybe it's a Death Knight thing. You're right. It is a Death Knight thing. Why was I thinking Forsaken? Yeah, Demi is disappointed. I feel like I've heard you. them say it too. <laughs> um, I haven't played my Death Knight in a while. It's my fault. I don't know. Um, maybe they both say it. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, um. So we also have on. So that was the last quote on the very last, 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 last page. It's a picture. It is the Spire of Unseen Guests, the location of the enemy infiltration book that we talked about last week. And as Jen mentioned on that episode in their language, Nathrazim translates to Unseen Guest. No, Nathrazim translates to Dreadlord. Dalamax Thule translates to Unseen Guest. <laughs> OK, yes, that. Yeah, that 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 thing. Yeah, I can't pronounce that one, but yeah, this is very weird. <laughs> so the fact that this spire is the last page of this book, while Castle Nathria is not mentioned at all, and the enemy infiltration book's not mentioned at all, but this was the last page chosen. That had to be done on purpose, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, like it's a little like a little like. I mean the. The the amount of stuff and lore that they just threw into this, uh, of all places, an art book where all our minds collectively exploded. Um, yeah, I think they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the the art and lore team got together and said, you want to mess with some people today? And they said, let's yes. mess with, let's, 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 uh, let's mess with our lore nerds. Yeah. And, um, you know, the ones who have been digging into the enemy infiltration book and then just throw this spire in at last and be like, what's up guys? Look at this. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Cause they're getting so good too at their, uh, encryption on their builds that I feel like they purposely did not encrypt the, uh, the data files around the, the freaking enemy infiltration book. Where you got a, like, you got a point. They're like, hey, you guys want to see something? <laughs> Here you go. Have fun. <laughs> they're like, you well, know, which, which, it's smart because it kind of helps build a hide up hype up a bit, you know? Yeah. yeah I think they're, they're very good at that. They're yeah. Very good yeah. at that where they're like, hey, content creators, uh, want some content? <laughs> Have fun. 
because yeah, no, I, I very much think that the, the last page being the, the spire of the unseen guest was hundred percent purposeful. Yeah. So something I find interesting is, so if the Nathrazim created the helm of domination, maybe to hold back the jailer and the forces of death as part of that huge cosmic war, maybe, I, maybe I not. Would, it would be fun to find out that the Nathrazim were like triple quadruple agents. <laughs> they do play a long game. I mean, they could be <laughs> a very long game. Very, very long. Very. <laughs> so long. It's the longest game of them all. <laughs> Whatever just got me. I mean, it's in, in the cosmic war. It's long. It's a very long ass game. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's gone into triple overtime 19 bajillion times. So yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. Unless you have anything else you want to add. I think that's it. I mean. The fact that we get to tie in some Arthur stuff just to make people go, what, wait, what, what, what? <laughs> right? Because everyone, I mean, that's the thing with Arthas, everyone's like, oh my God, Arthas totally deserved it. Well, I mean, everyone but Sharku. Sharku's like, little baby Arthas. Anyway, yeah, I feel like um, we're definitely going to get not a redemption arc in Shadowlands. I don't think we're going to get a true redemption, but more of an explanation. Yeah. I'm sure a, a lot of people in the community will be like, I'm sick of these redemption arcs, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, yeah. You could be sick of them, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be a true redemptive arc. I think it's going to be, yeah, he had a raw deal. It's, uh, he did the best he could. He made some very poor choices, and he had to live with those choices, and now he has to die with those choices. And uh, as we saw, death is a beginning and it's uh, he's had a long, long, hard road. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. Right. Yeah. Oh, so excited. Yeah. There's just this is such going to be like a lore heavy lore love letter. <laughs> it's just oh, there's so much. Yep. I'm right there with you anyway. Uh, well, we have a couple reviews to share. I yeah. believe are these both from the Warcraft War Warcraft Wow Warcraft yeah. <laughs> the Warcraft Radio Directory. The first one comes from Apple Podcasts, but the second oh. one is from the Warcraft Radio Directory. Well, there we go. So this first one comes to us from Apple Podcasts, <laughs> the UK store. From the oh the UK store, yes, because yeah. it is from Dimitrinov. It is. So she says, "Love, love, love, live, laugh, lore." If you want to speculate about war lore, wow. Why can I not talk tonight? No. What is going on? If you, if want, you want to speculate about war lore. War lore. Wow lore. With two people who are well versed in the history of Azeroth, but clearly not friends. <laughs> We're almost there. This is, we should, yeah, so close, so close. This is the podcast for you. Given the freedom to discuss the latest developments in the story, Ali and Jin bring their knowledge and passion of the lore to the lore. <laughs> Except you wrote four. To the four, friend. <laughs> to the four. A great listen and can't wait for more. Well, thank you, Demi. That was so, so sweet of you. Yeah. Clearly, we're not friends. Nope. Only like 82%. Not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's close, though. It's close. 
It's very close. I'm almost done with that book. Uh, it's pretty pretty much guaranteed by next week. Totally friends. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to wrap up that book, or at least I'm going to read it and get caught up on the notes. So, yeah. well, there you go. Well, anyway, thanks, Demi. Very much appreciate that. Well, I'm going to say thank you very much to Mr. Josh Buffoni over there from Half Hour Report. If you don't listen, you should. I love Half Hour Report. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it is the best. Well, anyway, they write. They say, if you think the art of engaging conversation is lost, take heart. Live underscore laugh underscore lower is <laughs> <laughs> a delightful <laughs> forward-looking conversation between two true titans of lore without the whole plunging a giant sword into the planet blah, 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 which is a definite plus for for me anyway okay so i cheated and copied my twitter post about the show but honestly <laughs> this is a great show hosted by two great people and definitely worth the listen tosh oh, thank you tosh you're so sweet yeah i very much appreciate oh, that tosh i love that he's the underscores <laughs> yes i like the underscores too i mean i don't like the underscores but i like the underscores it's a it's it's almost reminiscent of the fact that you had you, your uh twitter handle was missing an s back in the day it feels it feels right <laughs> maybe one day we'll fix it maybe one day but it helps it helps make it memorable because we yeah. keep talking about the underscores <laughs> <laughs> it's true just like i kept talking about not having my s yeah without the s yeah without the s. <laughs> exactly but now it's mine <laughs> So, on a positive note Stories There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story So we do like to end each show on a positive note Today we have from, well, Twitter He's also on, they're also on Instagram and TikTok YouTube and definitely TikTok But on Twitter, their handle is At Too Hard The Bard Which I think is the same on TikTok It is if I remember right, it's yeah. So they make these awesome little TikToks and videos and Instagrams and whatnot about being basically an NPC in the game or in a game. They also do a lot of like D&D related things like they're the character that they play in these videos, you know, an NPC innkeeper kind of thing is actually like one of their D&D characters. And these they draw like scars in themselves and there's actually yeah. like a story behind the scars. And it's just they make some really awesome stuff, but lately on Twitter, a couple of the more positive mental health ones have been like spreading like wildfire to the point that they actually made a Twitter account because it was spreading so much. So we chose to play one of those because, well, 2020 can die in a dumpster fire and we're all struggling. And I know a lot of us has, have been struggling more than others lately. I know I'm one of them. We have a few listeners who are too. So I thought it would be good to share one of these clips. I agree. Because, you know, let's just say, I, 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 got, a little, I, got, I got a little misty eye when I watch this one. So uh, I did too. No, no. Yeah. So grab Kleenex and have a listen, everybody. Good evening, adventurer. Can't sleep either, eh? That's okay. Come. Sit down. No need to be alone. I've got something for you. Here, eat up. What do you mean, what is this? It's a cupcake. It doesn't need to be your birthday for you to have a cupcake, silly. Look, I know you've had quite the year. I know, because I've been there. But you're here now. Despite what was going on in your life and on your quests, you made it. And I am so proud of you. You're an adventurer. Life is never easy, 
In fact, the odds are almost always stacked against you. But every time, every journey, you push through. Your existence, despite the odds, is worth celebrating. And I'm so glad that you're here. Well, that went places. I'm tearing up already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've heard this thing like three times and like I'm, I'm, I tear up every single time. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I, I listened to it a whole bunch of times because, you know, I grabbed the audio for it and threw it in here. And yeah, I, I love that freaking video. The- there's there's another one that they do about um, self-care, basically. It's a whole concept of you did all these quests. Great. But when was the last time you did a quest for self-care? You know, drink some water. Yeah. Basic taking care of yourself stuff. And that one got me too. like, yeah, uh, so good. Yeah. So definitely if you, you know. Most of you have Twitter, so please check out Too Hard the Bard on Twitter. Give it a give it a listen, and give it a follow. And if you're if you're like one of them youngins that have a TikTok, it's the same thing. You can go, you can go check them out on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. I don't know how it works. <laughs> they do have um, so through the Twitter and stuff, you can definitely easily find the Instagram, and they have other videos that they made for that character and some other little bits it's definitely worth checking out sure well i think that's it yeah i think i think that's the show yeah i think so too we'll press a button and we yeah can, we can go we can we can talk on the way out because it's funny this way plus i love this music it's this so is good fun. music it's a die farm music i always thought that there should be murlocs oh. dive bars yeah there's supposed to be a murloc thing for your mic soon hope so. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.